0: From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 331. Today's show is brought to you by Harry's and Pen Chalet. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined by Brad Dowdy and Anna Reinert. Hello, everybody.
1: Hello, Hello, everybody.
0: I decided I would give the dual intro today, which is not really the way that we tend to do it. But then we have that moment where like Anna has to sit in silence until Brad is done with his <laughs> opening joke. So I figured that I would just introduce both of you today. And there is a great reason for this. Um, we at the time that you are hearing this, dear listener, we are, where are we? Are we on our way to New York or Toronto? Where are we in the world
1: at this point? So I'm in a plane on the way to New York. How about yep. you, Anna?
2: I'm probably at the airport right now. Okay. I think I'm, I'm recording from a bathroom stall at MCI.
0: And I am, <laughs> I am in New York City. Uh, that, But of course, this is all a time-space continuum issue because we recorded this episode in advance because we are all on our way to New York so we can do all of the wonderful things that we're going to be doing. And we're going to talk about those a little bit later on in the show in case you want to know and or join in. Uh, but we have some important follow up that must
1: be addressed. It might be the single most important follow up of the year, Mike, and mm-hmm. the timing could not be better. So last week we talked about the new LAMI special editions for 2019. And that's always a fun time for Anna and I because she, like, I, this is 100% all credit to Anna. She's the one that delineated the teams for team lami safari or team al star Mm -hmm. for the special editions and she always gives me a hard time because i'm a safari person and she's a are we officially calling it all star or al star Kaveko and lami confuse me so much i just mix them up so what do you think anna
2: i think you can call it whatever you want i like team all star myself because it just sounds better
0: the all star team does sound yeah. better right but I, way I, better. I do call the pen the al star because it's capital letters and there's only one l
1: you know yeah, yeah. or at least it'd well, be what... the owl
0: <laughs> the owl <laughs> star <laughs> Well,
1: what, whatever we call it we can call it team second place because let me just say anna i think team Safari's gonna gonna have it for 2019 after a, a very sad showing in 2018 what are your thoughts on these new additions
2: well, all right. I might have to. I might have for 2019. I might have to let you have it. But you know, after two straight wins, mm. you know, I might have to throw you a bone for 2019.
0: <laughs> <laughs> it's almost as if somebody at Lamy decided that they wanted to to turn the tables. Because but they had
2: to give you three
0: pens to do it. And in the exact <laughs> colorways that would probably be the most enticing to you, right? Like these beautiful pastel colors. They, it's yep. like they played right into your hands. They really did. So uh,
2: as soon as I saw the, the, the bronze color, uh, Brad and I joked offline about it. I was like, it looks like your color because it's orange. Mm-hmm. And what did you say, Brad?
1: I said no. They already did that with copper or orange. Like copper orange, I will I will take as orange. That was a good color. This is definitely not orange. I, I mean, I guess it's bronze. <laughs> if I mean, it's more bronzer than bronze. To it's me. like a caramel color. Yeah, yeah. Really. Caramel. Yeah. Frappuccino. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Something. Yeah. Um, but and yeah. it the the Al Star gets the ink too. So this one uh, gets the bronze ink, which actually might be better than the pen.
2: Yeah. If they, I mean, if they do what they did with a vibrant pink and try to put some metallic in the ink, the ink might be really cool. Mm-hmm. So that might make it more interesting. But yeah, the, the bronze is kind of orange, kind of bronze. I don't know. It might end up looking more like the, uh, the LX series.
1: I don't know. Yeah. It looks like it would fit in that lineup pretty well. But I mean, like I said last week, like these are all this is what I want to see from Lamy, whether I personally like them or not. They actually came through with something different for a change. Right. Which I think I, I just a- appreciate, you know, as a whole. Right.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah, so. and I mean, they've put people in a position where if you collect the limited editions, you're going to end up having, you know, to buy all three of the, mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. safaris. So they're going to get you by the dollars. <laughs>
1: Yeah. So anyway, I thought this was interesting. It was perfect timing. We'll have to figure out what we're going to do about the pins because yours will look like doo-doo brown and <laughs> mine will look like an Easter egg. And like this last year, we we ordered half the black, right? We ordered half. And you know, amazingly number- enough, we
2: still have quite a few of those. So they'll, yeah. <laughs> they'll be with us in, in uh, New York and uh, Toronto. Maybe we can uh, finally distribute the rest of those.
1: Yeah. But if we do a, a single safari pin with like three stripes, I mean, I don't know that we should order any bronze. To be honest with you, it's game Sorry.
0: over. <laughs> it's game over. Twenty nineteen.
1: Hey, it's about it's home. about time I can talk some smack because it's it's been it's been a bad run for Team Safari here for a little bit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> it, it has been. It hasn't been great for us. So I'm very I'm very pleased to see these. I think they look great. Um, I'm interested as to why they have done three. I mean the obvious answer is they just want to mm. sell more of them, but three is an is an aggressive amount of limited editions.
2: Yep. Are they gonna sell it as a box set, you know, where you get all three at once or are you gonna have to buy them individually or I don't know. Be curious to see.
1: Yep, for sure. For sure. Well, Mike, we got a we got a big trip to plan here. Yeah. And I, I wanna lay out all the details and I actually have a lot of questions uh, for myself as we as as I'm in the plane already. Um, you know, at this time, so we're going to see what I pack for this trip. So why don't you tell us about our good friends, Harry's, which you know I'm carrying with me on this trip, right? Yeah, I'm I'm
0: already excited. I'm feeling the excitement of the, the odor of Brad Dowdy, which is provided <laughs> by Harry's. Wow. Because ha- Brad uses all of the Harry's products, and they, they have incredible products across the board. And this is because the founders of Harry's, decided that they needed to make stuff themselves to guarantee the quality. They were fed up of paying high prices for unnecessary features on their razors, and they know that a great shave quite simply comes down to great blades that are made with sharp durable steel that will last. They cut out the unnecessary costs so they can deliver to you one perfect razor at an amazing price, and what's more they even bought a factory so they could ensure they would get this high quality, and because they make their own blades, they can sell them for just $2 a blade, which is compared to $4 or more that you might see elsewhere. So they sell these direct to you over the internet and they have a 100% quality guarantee. So if you don't love your shave, you can let Harry's know within 30 days and they'll give you a refund. So Brad, what went into your dop kit for this trip?
1: (laughs) The shave cream went in very difficultly. Is that a word? Um, So I I keep the small tube of the shave cream to travel with and I was out you know like pretty much out like I needed some for this trip so being the genius that I am this wonderful idea I had in my head well I'm just gonna buy the large ones you know because they're a better deal and I keep those at home and I use those more than my travel ones and I'm gonna mate up the two tubes and I'm gonna squeeze the large tube into the smaller travel tube and let's just say my bathroom smells great (laughs) That is always good news, Brad. I'm always happy to hear that. (laughs) If you
0: want to go and check this stuff out for yourself, you really should. Harry stand behind the quality of their blades and they know that making a switch isn't an easy decision so they created a great offer for listeners of this show. You can get yourself a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you're going to need to get a close and comfortable shave. This includes a weighted ergonomic razor handle, five blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, a rich lathering shave gel and travel blade cover. This is all for listeners of this show. Join the Millions of people who've already switched by going to Harry's.com slash penaddict right now. You can redeem your trial set there. That's Harry's.com, dot com slash penaddict. Our thanks to Harry's for their continued support of this show and Relay FM. All
1: right, so this trip is going to wrap up the 2018 Panetta Kickstarter well if I say that if the Tallulas don't come in before then it's it's not gonna wrap it up but that's that's a that's a story for another day we're working on that still this trip's uh shaped up nicely what do y'all think about you know we've gone from no definitive plans kind of a few weeks ago to we are booked to the hilt now. So, do y'all want me? Y'all want me to go over the uh, the the game plan for this trip? And uh, you know, if anyone's in town, they should be uh, paying attention to this. Yeah, I would like you to because I still am not one hundred percent sure that I know
0: everything that I'm doing. So, this would be a good way for me to find that information out, Brad. So, please let me know.
1: <laughs> so, hit it. You have a handler, right, Mike? Because yep. you're doing other things during yep. this time. So, like me and me and Anna, we're in charge of this trip uh, on a where Mike's handlers for this trip. It's kind of so, fun because,
0: all right, so I've just get like to say this. So I keep saying this, I'm on tour, right. I'm going on tour. We have a tour right. we're in Chicago, New York, and then we're going up to Toronto. And it's kind of funny because, uh, Steven's taking care of me for the first part, and you're taking care of me for the second part, because um, it's a lot of travel, there's a lot of events going on, so I kind of just mm-hmm. need to be told where I'm going to be, and then I go there. I am the star now. I am the AL star of this whole experience.
1: <laughs> right. I don't think we got a copy of the rider yet for the for the tour yet, Anna. We don't have a green M and M's. No. I was about set. to say, yeah. Well, do we have to
2: pull all the brown M and M's out? My
1: people are working on that. Right now, so they'll get in touch <laughs> with your people. All right, so for the Mike World Tour with, uh, so Mike's the headliner. Then uh, underneath <laughs> it says, "It says with Brad Doughty yep, on a yep. Reinhardt. And then in really
2: <laughs> tiny letters, also <laughs> <laughs> on <Honor> a
1: <Reinhardt. laughs> It's so, on the other side of the poster. Post exactly. Yeah, if you flip the poster up, on the back is my name. <laughs> oh no, that's not true. All right, so Wednesday. We show up in New York City at various times. Mike will be there. I'll be there midday. Anna will be there late afternoon. And then we all meet up at the Fountain Pen Hospital from 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Wednesday, October the 24th. This event's open. Uh, Fountain Pen Hospital's putting this on. They're handling everything, I think there's going to be, you know, like hors dervy type stuff, and, you know, the shop will be open, and we'll all just kind of do a meet and greet and mix and mingle there, you know, right after we're arriving in New York City, at least. Um, but I've never been to Fountain Pen Hospital. Anna or Mike, have you, either of y'all, been to Fountain Pen Hospital? No. No. Okay. So this will be a great trip, because that should, would have been on our stationary tour list for Thursday, that- regardless So it's nice to go ahead and and knock this out. So I appreciate the guys and gals at Kenro for hooking this up. It was like shockingly easy to put together. They're like, do you want to do this? I'm like, that's a good idea. And it came together in like the span of hours and uh, we're done. So that's our Wednesday travel party. And that's going to be kind of the theme for this entire event. Um, Thursday, we're going to be doing the NYC stationary tour, at least as much as we can handle, right? Or at least me and Anna, because Mike, you know, he might big time us at some point. Um, He might need his rest. He might need to rest his voice for the show. Um, He has Thursday night that Anna and I aren't invited to. Um, I understand. That
0: is completely, that's false. That is 100% false. (laughs) Like, so the thing was, the tickets went on sale, you didn't get one, and then I told you, and I have told you multiple times... That I will get you tickets if you wanna come. I've told you this. So if you wanna <laughs> if you wanna come to the show, I can we can get you in. All right, all right. I'll, I'll I will I will tell you this every it. time you keep mentioning it to me, I will tell you the same thing.
1: It doesn't make it less fun for me. Hmm. So, um we're gonna we're gonna talk about Thursday. Let's hold that thought while I finish up this schedule because as busy as Thursday is gonna be, we don't have an official schedule for that day. That's gonna be our runaround town. Shooting video, seeing cool things, and sharing them with you all day so we're going to talk about that in a minute. then we head out Friday like noonish mm-hmm. um head up to Toronto we're gonna to go you know see our wonderful friends at Wonderpins on Saturday. We'll be at Wonderpins Toronto from one pm to five pm That is going to be something I cannot wait for. We go straight from there into the scriptus Toronto. Pin show pre-party which is saturday night at a brewery i think uh is where the where the event's gonna be held there's gonna be a bunch of people there i know aziz is gonna be there which i always love seeing her i don't get to see her enough so that's always a highlight for me and then finally we wrap it up if we're still standing and upright on sunday october 28th at the scriptus pen show at the Toronto Library. So, we'll have all the links to all these things if you're interested in coming by and saying hi, dropping by any of the pin stores that we're going to be at any of the Toronto Pin Show. We'll have all these links, which will have directions and times and all of the stuff that you need to come hang out, have a big time with us as we uh, as we whirlwind through New York City in Toronto. All right, so Thursday is our stationary tour day in New York city. And Anna, I want to know what are the highlights that you want to be sure we hit? Like, I'm sure we can't do everything, you know, getting around town is going to be a challenge in itself, but I bet we can, I bet we can do pretty good. So what do you want to be sure we see?
2: Well, number one on the list of course, is to visit CW pencils. Yes, of course. And, um, uh, I know that, um, there was a place mentioned from one of my readers called Goods for the Study, um, which uh, looked. I looked it up, and it looks like a really cool little stationery shop. Um, so I would like to try to hit that up if possible. Um, and I noticed it was n- like a couple blocks from a Muji, <laughs> which I know both you and I live nowhere near a Muji, so <laughs> it would be kind of fun.
1: And I had honestly forgot about adding muji to the list and that's moved to probably like my number two thing like cw pencils number one with a bullet right Kids yeah. with the study looks and sounds awesome anyone like you put in here that they carry the marks edit planners like if you've gone to the trouble of sourcing those planners i want to shop at your store right yeah absolutely <laughs> that, yeah
2: so and um then i know i noticed you put kina kanuya which mm-hmm. um Absolutely. I've actually been to the Kino Kanoya in New York before. And that's, it's definitely worth uh, going up that way to, uh, to go in there. um, Because that's amazing. And, you know, as close as we're going to get to a Japanese uh, bookstore. Right. Uh, without actually going to Japan, so
1: <laughs> yeah, and just to just to be clear, you and Mike have actually done a couple of the the New York things. I've done zero of these, right? Mike, you've done CW Pencil, I've a done couple CW of times,
0: w once and Kino Kanuya
1: once as well. Gotcha. And Anna, you've been to Kino Kanuya, but really not much, not much else.
2: Mm-mm, I haven't been. Um, I've been. Well, I've been to Muji in Hong Kong. so I don't know if that really counts oh Um, and I've done Muji's
1: all over the place because like
0: in a lot of places that I go to like they seem to be there like San Francisco, San Jose uh, Mm -hmm. and there's like a bunch in London there's like four of them in London or something like that so Muji is less of a experience for me because it's more. Hmm. It is actually has been a regular place that I have visited. So I'm excited yeah. for you guys. Like, you seem so excited <laughs> about Muji, and I kind of just like, if you want, I'll just get you. I'll bring you something. Like, what do you need? I can just go get it. But uh, I think I, I want to. Go,
1: like, I just want to go see like the gel pen selection. Yeah, like, I, want I mean, to see they, it is like, wild. Like, if you've never
0: been in there, and like to get to see this the huge amount that they have.
2: Yeah. And so I, when I was looking on the map, since it's it's literally like two blocks, I think, from the goods for the study, I was like, well, you know, if we if uh, we manage to get to that, then like walking two blocks is no big deal.
1: Yeah, that's that's perfect. Um, You know, we're we'll, we're open to other requests if there's some hole in the wall places we need to hit or some big places we're forgetting. But between Fountain Pen Hospital, CW Pencil, goods for the study, Kino Kiniya, Muji, I mean, that's a day. And Absolutely. I don't even know if we'll 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 get to all of that. And Mike, you're going to be doing a, a little something special while we're uh, while we're attending all these shops for our Kickstarter backers. Right.
0: Yeah. So, um, you know, because this isn't really a thing that we can do with people because it's a lot and it's stores and stuff like that, um, as we kind of had promised and and will definitely deliver i'm going to be recording video of our experiences in these places to put together a special vlog that will be going out for the backers of the kickstarter campaign so that's going to be a fun thing that's going to include new york and then going up to toronto and the toronto pen show so it's going to be the whole thing so that will be a fun video project uh, that i'm going to be putting together to thank our kickstarter backers who made this possible for us because again Right, right. While this isn't like a big live show, because we, we haven't been able to put that together, um, we're going to be recording an episode when we're in Toronto to talk about our experiences of all of this, which will come out next week, um, next Wednesday. Uh, but we also, will also have this video, which will come out hopefully not too long after that. So you can actually see what we are up to
1: instead of just hear us talk about it. We'll be making trouble, I'm sure. I'm, I yes, I mean, hate. that goes about I'm saying. Sure, but yeah.
2: Absolutely. And I also put that we want to eat all the things, right? We want to eat all the things in New York.
1: That's true. So, like, I need, like, legit bagels. I need legit pizza. So, shoot us your recommendations. Uh, I did get, uh, like, Anna's got some uh, recommendations. I did get another recommendation for in Toronto, which we're going to talk about in a second. But, you know, places that you know we're going, if there's somewhere, like, we we should eat, like, I mean... Y'all have seen me. I I like my food. So and I wanna eat like the good stuff. <laughs> so like bagels and pizza, see, to me that's the good stuff. But that's that's what New York's known for. So we're gonna do that. All right. So Friday we get in Toronto. And depending on how exhausted we are, I'm sure that's the afternoon evening we're gonna get around town a little bit because we'll be pretty, pretty packed the rest of the weekend. Where do we want to go in Toronto, Anna? Because I have I, I'll admit I haven't done all my research yet. For I've Toronto. never been
0: to Canada before.
1: Uh, me neither. Right. So, like, there are things that I people keep
0: telling me I need to eat poutine. So, oh yes. yeah, I'm in.
1: Count me in on that.
2: Me too. Um, well. There's an, another pen shop up in Toronto called Lay Wines, mm-hmm. which was recommended um, that we needed to see. Absolutely. Um, so I put that on the list and it looks like it's not far from the venue um, for Scriptus. So, But I don't know if they'll be open on um, the same day as Scriptus. So I don't know if we can coordinate that where we go beforehand or something. I don't know. But anyway... Definitely want to visit Ley Wines. Um, It was highly recommended. Um, There's a a small stationery shop called Curiosa Mm -hmm. um, that is sort of on the opposite side of town, but looks really interesting. And somewhere along the way, as I was looking at a map, I saw a place called the Lockhart, which is a Harry Potter-themed bar. And I was like, (laughs) I'm just putting that on there. So if anybody has been there and can recommend... And either thumbs up or thumbs down on that one, but when that popped up on the on the Google Map, I was like, "I'm gonna have to write that down."
0: That sounds oh, like be a pretty great. Ride. Very much enjoy that because as of literally last night, I finished a rewatch of all the movies. Nice. So, so. <laughs> if that's a thing, bar yes, called yeah, the Lockhart.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that just sounded like fun, and it was actually it seemed like relatively close to either Wonder Pens or like within like probably an Uber, you know an uber trip or something we could probably get there pretty quick so i was like that looks like fun mm-hmm.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. so yeah there's gonna be i mean with none of us ever having been to toronto i i fully anticipate on having my mind blown so you better deliver oh, yeah, toronto I but uh, i i don't think you'll have to i hear it's a pretty amazing town and i i can't wait to get up there yeah. so the problem i'm having or have had because I've packed already, right? You know, I've packed. My luggage is, is on the oh, airplane yeah, it's totally right now. Full. Yeah, I don't know that I've packed correctly because I don't know about y'all, but I'm already making a shopping <laughs> list and I've put it in the show notes of the things I want to leave this trip with. And originally I was thinking I would just take like a single, like large big bag backpack. Like I have this Tom Bin Aeronaut that could fit all my clothes for the whole trip. But I'm going to come back with more stuff than I left with. So I'm really struggling thinking about packing for this trip because I don't know how many things do I have on the shopping list already, like four or five things. So do y'all have anything picked out that you know you're going to buy? Because I do. Because... I am a problem child that way. It's like I I am going to these places and I need to get the things. Have y'all have y'all done this same mental gymnastics thing that I'm doing?
0: I'm trying to lie to myself, so no. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm lying to myself by like you, like Michael. You have spent so much on Sailor Pens recently. You need to not <laughs> buy anything. That's this is what I'm telling myself, and and we'll see how that goes, huh? <laughs> Think is gonna go very well for me i'm gonna at least bring some uh, other empty knock case with me for some possible small hopefully small purchases that i'll make but i'm really trying to keep this under control
2: i'm just so excited to like visit a lot of these places Mm -hmm. i know i'm going to end up buying things and spending money but i don't actually have any sort of list prepared like i'm so excited to actually be at wonder pens and be at cw and some of these other places that i'm like and go to Scriptus. like i know i'm going to buy things and (laughs) i i have no idea where i'm going to put anything (laughs) exactly so (laughs) So i don't know i'm going to come home with them jammed in the pockets of my coat
1: <laughs> That's true. We're gonna have to we're gonna have to pack warm. I, I cannot wait to get to New York and Toronto. I hope it's freezing the entire time because Shut your mouth. Uh yeah, it's been it's we're still just like stupid temperatures here in uh in Georgia. So at CW, Caroline has introduced a pen in collaboration with Coronda and it's the 849, and you know I love everything about it, and it's Viking themed. And it's expensive and I'm going to buy it. Like, okay. It's a, I mean, it's a straight up lock. Like, I hope there's one there by the time Car- I show up. Carolyn,
2: are you hearing this? Just put one aside for Brad.
1: Yeah. That's 100% bought. And that's before I even, like, who knows what else I'll end up with there, right? I mean, that's going to be a real issue for me. CW Pencil more than anywhere else, right?
2: Well, think, um, keep, keeping in mind, they have the capacity to ship. So, you could probably have her put everything aside for you and ship it back home.
1: That's true. I bet That's she'd true. do that for you. That's going to get me even more trouble. Yeah. So I'm here I to mean, help. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> like, I know I got to pick up some more of the baseball pencils, and like, there's a bunch of things that I need, right? Capital N need. Absolutely. Um, so, and that doesn't even count me going into the sticker room. Like they oh. have the sticker room there. Like it's Well,
2: it's and you're going to have to take some of those home for the kids. The sticker oh room gosh. is
1: what is I know is going to bankrupt
0: me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> right? <laughs> like, those at least on. pack easy. Yes. Yeah, those
2: will pack. Yeah, they pack flat.
1: Mm-hmm. So, I'm already shopping at Wonder Pins, too. I've always enjoyed their Franklin Christoph special edition the color of that pen. I don't I don't mm-hmm. know if it even has a what do they call it? It's a it's like this translucent brown. Um, it's, they started out in the model 20. They make a pocket 45 now, Both two of my favorite, um, favorite models. So it's a translucent gray. It's really pretty. I've always liked it. So I'm going to hopefully pick up one of those if they have any of those in stock. I know just like any stores that carry limited Franklin Christophs, they're in and out just because number one, they're awesome. And number two, you can't get a million of them at a time. So that's great. And then I've always been fascinated with superior labor's leather goods. So I'm going to end up with something from that. Um, probably one of the bigger items than the as opposed to the smaller items. I don't know if they still have like the a five case, but I might buy like the, the pen and wallet cases, one that they, they sell. Now I've always enjoyed the look of the superior labor goods, and I've always held off buying it, um, until I've seen it. So I know Wonder Pens carries a good amount of stock. And, of course, Liz takes every picture with her dang case in there and makes them look so good. It's it's going to be hard for me not to to end up with something from Superior Labor on that. And then, I haven't even gotten to the pin show yet. Like, I'm not shopping mm. at the pin show, except maybe the inks. How good do those inks look from KWZ?
2: I really like the maple. That one looks really good.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That long,
1: uh, that might be something
0: that, if there's any left, because <laughs> I know it's the yeah. limited edition that they're doing yeah. for the show. I would be interested in that because I think I'm still looking for a, for a really good red, you know?
1: I am not a red person. This looks like an amazing red for me. It looks really, really good. And paired with the blue like having those inked up side by side and in, mm-hmm. in complementary pens and nibs and using those on the same page, they work really, really well together. I don't know what it is about these two colors that really gets me. Um, I like my blues and reds together. So um, yeah, I I'm all about it. So I am a little bit scared <laughs> of this trip. Um, just from the amount of that. I'm going to go a little bit crazy. So Y'all will be responsible for reining me in, and then I'll tell you where to stick it, and I will buy it anyway.
2: We'll be prepared for that.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I, I, I like that you, you know, again, you know yourself, you know? Mm. That's the most mm-hmm. important thing. Just know yourself, Brad. It's scary, Mike. Scary. All right. So, is that everything? Should we move into some RCPL? No. no, it's not everything.
1: Well, it's never everything, but we should move on to Ask TBA. That's
0: everything for the trip. We've outlined the trip. We're really excited if any of you are going to make it to the multiple locations. right? So that's really great. I am genuinely really pleased that we've been able to work out the meetups that we're doing because that means that you know, if you are going to be in New York or you're going to be in Toronto, um, we're going to get to see a bunch of you, and that's always great. Mm -hmm. So I'm really pleased that we're able to work those
1: out. We might have a couple of people that show up in both places. You never know that would oh, be yeah. amazing they're the true mm-hmm. heroes we uh, true we'll heroes
0: see. we'll see
2: i'm actually leaving a little bit later on monday from toronto so if there are any knitters who might be able to point me in the direction of a couple of yarn shops in toronto mm. that's the only thing i know you guys won't care at all but that'd be great it looks like there's a lot of yarn shops there that was the only thing i saw there's a bunch but i didn't know which ones were the good ones so
0: all you Canadian knitters, point me in the right direction. Love it. Yep, you got to send that into Anna. She's going to know. How else is she going to know without your help? All right, let's take a break. This episode is brought to you by our friends over at Pen Chalet. They sell all of the stuff that you're looking for. Rollerballs, fountain pens, ballpoints, mechanical pencils. They have pen carrying cases, which I'm always in need of on a trip like this. I have a great big leather folio thing that I got from Pen Chalet a while ago that I love. Um, They have refills and fountain pens. They sell ink. They sell converters. Pen Chalet have everything that you're looking for at great prices with great shipping options. They do free shipping on orders of over fifty dollars in the U.S. and they sell internationally with great shipping rates and speed too. I've always been really happy with the things that come to me from Penciali. They get that stuff out the door real quick. They have fast and reliable customer service, and they believe in this. They back it up with their one hundred percent satisfaction guarantee. Penciali do their best to offer their amazing goods to you at the, the 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 best prices that they can do. They run special discounts twice a month. They have closeout specials every two weeks as well and they're always adding new stuff all of the new stuff that we talk about seems to get added to pen Chalet these days they're really on top of all of this and because you're a listener of this show you can always get discounts on any of it if you go to penchalet.com that's P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E T.com. you can click the podcast link at the top of the website you enter the password penaddict and this is where you can get a code to save 10% on anything at pen Chalet at any time so no matter what you're buying you can always use that code and also support this show but it's where you also find special offers and you know as always there is a wide array there is a vast array of wonderful offers over at pen chalet prices you couldn't believe on pens that you know you want isn't that right brad dowdy
1: that is right mike hurley and i want to talk about not just how great those deals are that they always have for our listeners ron goes way out of his way to hook us all up Mm -hmm. but i'm browsing through the site mike Mm-hmm. He has so much new ink on here that my mind is blown. And I know Anna's tested a couple of these things. So Anna, he has the new Tasha inks available. Mm-hmm. He has the new Three Oysters ink available. He has a new Colorverse limited edition available. And he has new Robert Oster 1980s colors, which I didn't even know existed until I, till I started uh, uh, browsing around the Pinch LA site. So what have you tried out of these new inks that you like, Anna?
2: Um, I have gotten to try the three oysters as well as... Um, well, I did try some of the um, Robert Oster 1980s, which I don't think are 1980s colors, but some of them are really pretty.
1: <laughs> right.
2: I don't know what 80s he lived through, but
1: yeah, those we were, were not there. the colors I remember. We were there.
2: <laughs> um, but the three oysters, some of those colors are amazing. And I don't... like. I don't want to pick favorites or, or anything, but there are a couple of them that have very unusual names that are very, like, interesting, sort of, like, blue grays, gray purple. Uh, there's mm. a red wine, I think, that's, re- like, a burgundy color that's really pretty. Um, and what was... Oh, the Tasha ones um, are actually really nice, too. Um, I They are not... Um, the Even though the bottles sort of look like they were, like, a sailor ink, the, They are not, they're made by, um, I think Tasha makes them themselves. Um, so those are really, uh, beautiful colors as well. I tried, I've tried the, I did like a review of the pink, um, the, like a sort of a purpley color and I think I had like a dark, I think like the blue black and those are really nice too. Mm, Um, when I got them, they were out of the
0: sky blue already, which was super popular, I think.
1: Well, check in at Penchelay. They've got them all, right, Mike?
0: They most certainly do. Don't forget, you can get that offer at Click the podcast link at the top of the website. Enter the password, PenAddict, and you can get that 10% code for anything at Penchelay. Thank you so much to Penchelay for the continued support of this show and Relay FM.
1: All right, we have weeks worth of stpa that i've been saving up to get honest help with um because no one really values mike's opinion as much no, as n- n- honest <laughs> so i mean and it makes perfect sense really
0: i mean if you think about it i think it makes perfect sense
1: <laughs> so this first one is tim and he's going to the toronto Pin show so i had to be sure to put this one first and it's going to be his first Pin show The first item on the agenda is pose for a photo with us and talk about orange ink. So Tim's already my favorite. So you're you're number one, Tim. Once that's done, I want to get two lamy fine nibs smooth just a smidge. They're just a little scratchy and I just want that small bit of bite taken off. What do I look for in a pen tuner slash nibmeister? How do I know who to go to or who to avoid? Should I just queue up in front of the first tuner I see? Help. Um, So... With this question, and it being your first pin show, and you needing pretty simple work, I feel confident in saying you could probably go to any pin tuners there. I don't know who exactly is going to be there. I know they do have Nibmeisters there, because I've talked to some of the people at the show, but I don't know specifically who they are. But... um. Anna, don't you think this is a this is a pretty simple surgery that uh, this is definitely outpatient surgery, right? For the show, you could get this done quick, get the edge knocked off, and you should be happy, right?
2: Yes, absolutely. I'm pretty sure any yeah anybody with um, experience should be able to handle that. It's not complicated. You're not asking for a new grind or anything like that. Um, any and, tuner or even a repair person can probably take care of that
1: and we'll probably be hanging out at the wonderpins table. I don't know if any of us would have access to like the 12000 grit sandpaper. Like one of us could mm-hmm. probably even do that for you if we had the opportunity and the tools to do it. We could uh we could make that yep. make those nibs sing for you. I so will not we'll be, happy be a part it.
0: of this any person thing. I just want to know mm. like I don't trust my own abilities enough. Uh, to to guarantee that you would walk away with your pen being in better condition than when you when you arrived at me, I just wanted to make that that clear uh, in case people start giving me sandpaper.
1: Mm. Now that would be video worthy. If I if we have any video worthy moment, it would be Mike uh, doing pen nib smoothing.
0: That would be video worthy. Mm, yeah, For all the wrong reasons.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So Tim did have a a, a baseball comment for me. He said, uh, thanks to MLB's artificially constructed rivalries to drive ratings, I guess we're frenemies thanks to the 1992 World Series. How does it feel going into enemy territory? I love the Blue Jays. Um, One of my fondest memories, actually baseball memories, um, was when Joe Carter hit a walk-off homer in the World Series. I know exactly where I was at a bar in Buckhead, Georgia. Pat Hurley's backyard on the porch watching a TV while my, all my friends were inside doing who knows what uh, in the bar and dance floor area. I was uh, bellied up to the bar watching Joe Carter win a World Series. So there you go. So go Blue Jays.
0: you a lot of things I don't understand there, Brad. But I'm
1: <laughs>
0: take your word for it that this is all good.
1: <laughs> all right. Evan has a question for Anna. What pen or stationery product has been discontinued that you expected to have a much longer shelf life can you think of anything Ah. i have a i have a go-to answer in this category
2: okay tell me what yours is and maybe it'll stir a memory for me i see so many products come and go
1: (laughs) yeah that if anyone knows me i kind of see why this product went away but i don't think it should and that's the pilot explorer rollerball pin. Um, it's a retractable pin. It had a very interesting design barrel. I talk about it all the time because I have just reverence for the pin design and the quality of the pin and the tip size. They made extra fine roller balls at the time where that wasn't the most common thing. And I just remember being able to get them in black, blue, and I think they even had red and green and write with a really fine line like pilot does, even though it was a roller ball ink you know, you have the, the issues you have with liquid ink. And that was a pen that was discontinued well over a decade ago. It lasted probably a decade. I mean, it was around for a good bit of time. And I it probably just became a cost thing and the G2 and the V5 and all the other popular pen lines were just more popular than that. And it was a weird shape and I understand that everyone didn't like it, but that's the one I wish would come back. So maybe that's the one I wish would not have gone away in the first place because I think it would be a fun option to have, especially if they just release it in the Japanese market and it's just a molded plastic barrel. They could just change the colors on the barrel, make white barrels or blue barrels and do all these different things with this pen. It's just prime for that and I wish it would come back.
2: Okay. I I thought of
1: something. All right.
2: The um papermate black pearl eraser.
1: Yeah. That's a good one. I didn't know that one's still made, but that was a, that was like the eraser.
2: It because I, I it's not the world's greatest eraser, but people really liked it, and yeah. um, I've had people email me trying to get a hold of one because I did a review of it, and they like the shape. It's comfortable. They, they still make the pink pearl, the classic pink pearl eraser, and they still have the white pearl available, but the black pearl, which was cr- sort of shaped like a pebble. Mm -hmm. Um, people liked it because of the shape and because it was black. Um, it was aesthetically appealing, I think. Um, but I don't know why they stopped making it. And I actually contacted paper made at one point and was like, what (laughs) is going on? (laughs) No, seriously, because I had so many people contacting me, um, about my review of like, how can
0: you like who's
2: still selling it? Or how can we get a hold of more of them? Or why did you stop making it? And I couldn't get past their, um, like their PR department to get like genuine yeah. information about like, was there something in the manufacturing? Was it not selling as well? what Why why was the black pearl not as successful as the white and the pink? Mm. Um, just make it the other shapes, but not like something. Or make, <laughs> or make the pink pearl or the white pearl in that pebble shape because people just really like the shape. It's comfortable in your hand and it has like the, um, the edges um, are really nice for like kind of erasing in like a line of text or something. But got nothing. I basically got stopped at the door. And I was like, okay, fine. <laughs>
1: All right. So Evan continues on. He's got he's he's got a question for you, Mike. It's along the same lines, saying uh-huh. how great Brad and Anna are. Like we've created things to mm-hmm. fill holes left behind in the market when other products disappeared, like the coloring and the brass town. Which that's exactly right, Evan. Mike, is there any product that has been discontinued that you would want to bring back, and how would you change it?
0: Oh man, uh, I don't know. I can't think of a product that's been discontinued that I would want to change.
1: Mm-hmm. There's, don't... are there existing products that you'd want to change?
0: Yeah, but like I, you know, I don't necessarily want to, you know, run anyone down here. You know,
1: sure, sure, sure. That's um, true. Fair enough.
0: Could, right. So, I mean, for me, there are. There's always stuff. That can be changed there's always things that i want and i feel like this is stuff that i talk about a lot like changes that i would like to be made for something but i don't know if i specifically want to call someone out maybe i would say mm-hmm. mm, and you know what i think i can do one of these which which is pretty obvious and isn't too bad i obviously want the m90 to come back right like obviously <laughs> the pilot m90 i would like to come back i don't Know if there's much I would want to change about this pen. I think the most that I would do, um, the the blue jewel that's in the top, we'll just get rid of that. Like I, I would want a new finial like just something that's just completely flat, that would be really nice. And maybe some um, some other material options as well as just the steel that they do. That's probably what I would want to do. Maybe like just some slight revisions to the M90 with maybe in some colors.
1: You know, like it might be nice to do some anodized aluminum ones as well. So Anna, he also asked, were there are any additional products we'd like to see brought back? Besides, I mean, I think we both want the products we talked about. We thought they didn't last long enough, and we want them back, right? It's kind of the kind of one in the same. Mm-hmm.
2: Yep. Yeah. Yep. I mean, I'm sure we if if I sat and thought about it long enough, I could probably come up with a whole list of things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But, but yeah, yeah, it's definitely Mine something else to think about. It.
1: Yep. All right. I put this one in here just for Anna, even though it doesn't call her out specifically. I know she has experience with this, so this is from Brianna, longtime listener, first time emailer. Thank you, Brianna. I started listening to episode one more than a year ago, and I'm currently up to episode 270. Ooh, it might be a while before she hears this answer. My city has a great fountain pen meetup group, but I find their beautiful collections and their constant need to buy more to be intimidating. At the moment, I'm just enjoying my neon pink Caran d'Ache 849 inked with Robert Oster Fire and Ice, which is... Man, that's a perfect setup. And I don't feel the need to spend lots of money on new pens right now. I want to be more active in the community, but how can I balance my more minimalist pen habits with others ever expanding collections? And Ana, you have a small Kansas City group that you that sometimes meets up because I don't think me and Mike have this, That uh, that's something that you have in your local area, right?
2: We do. We have a um, a pretty active group and it's um, a pretty diverse group from collectors who have large vintage collections to um, people who are just getting started and have much smaller collections and in some cases, you know, are just getting, you know, inexpensive, um, you know, in some cases, you know, eBay, Chinese pens or, you know, Twisby's, that kind of thing. So we have really, like, it's a very diverse group of people. Um, and so that... Creates um, like a very nice diversity in terms of people's interests in collecting pens. So we do have people who are genuine cl- pen collectors in the way that uh, you think of pen collectors. You know the um, the older you know fishing vest type pen mm-hmm. collector. <laughs> I, I hate to I hate to stereotype, but that's sort of what most people think of the, like the older pen collectors who are genuinely collecting. Uh, vintage and a, you know, a full line of Visconti or something like that. And then we also have um, people who are collecting pens or using fountain pens to use daily for their journals and that kind of thing and may only have three or four pens, you know. Um, So I think that you can genuinely have one fountain pen and consider yourself a fountain pen user and participate Mm -hmm. in your local community. And if one pen is all that you need and all that you want to have, that's awesome. And I think more power to you for not falling victim to the, you know, FOMO and, you know, I mean, the problems that people like Brad and I have, which is we continue to buy more pens, Um, you know, and what your community gives you is the opportunity to try other pens without actually having to buy them. You know, the people in your pen at your, you know, your pen club, I'm sure we'll let you try their pens and you can experience them and feel what it feels like to write with different pens and different nibs without ever actually having to buy them, um, which is a great opportunity. It's the same thing of like going over to someone else's house and using their art supplies or, you know, I mean, something like that where you don't actually have to go out and buy all of that, um, you know, all that equipment, all of those things and get that experience without spending all the money. You know, it's like that shared you know, the shared lawnmowers and that kind of thing. Like, <laughs> you know, it's like, I think that's great. And if your community is supportive of that and doesn't mind that you don't have a bunch of pens because you want to live a very minimal lifestyle and just participate and enjoy being around other people who love pens and ink and writing, that I think that's awesome.
1: Yeah. I mean, I I I couldn't say it better than that. I think it's, it's fantastic that you're going. I think it's amazing that you're 200 and, 70 episodes into the show and you've, you've, you've held fast. Um, That's, that's impressive. I don't understand (laughs) how it's possible. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, that is awesome, Brianna. So yeah, keep going, you know, enjoy the friendships, enjoy the conversations, uh, enjoy the education. You know, there's just so much good to come out of hanging around other fountain pen people and learning about things and never having to worry about spending money on, other goods, so don't even sweat that at all. All right, next up, Doc Crog from Twitter is going to be starting a new tabletop RPG campaign with a few friends. We're all required to bring three ring binders, paper, and pencils. With erasers would be best. I'm currently looking into dome paper, but I was wondering if y'all had any recommendations. So this is a great question and one I do get from time to time. And I was actually able to spend some time with my friend Dan at the Atlanta Pen Show going over his um, RPG game analog setup so he talked about a bunch of papers that he used he talked about different uh, printouts that he used for gaming he talked about the tools he used and he sent a link over that I'll include to the sh- in the show notes to Doc Krog as an answer to this question and he put in the woodcase pencils he put in the prospector the cedar point number two or number one golden bear some of the mechanical pencils um, which I think are great. And he also recommended bringing a fine liner, you know, like an art drawing pen um, as well. So the paper is the hardest thing to know what to do with as far as loose leaf and binders. Did you have Mm. any, do you know anything about that, Anna?
2: Um, I know that Rhodia does have the Rhodia pads with the uh, three ring binder holes is the only other option I could think of. Um, you can get the letter either letter size or A4 size that um is pre-punched with the holes. So that's yeah. another option. But that paper is very, very smooth and sometimes isn't the best for a pencil.
1: Yeah, so the done stuff is great. Obviously, if the grids work for the game style that you're playing, um, you know, if it's not too overwhelming for the type of of marking that you need to do. And I know usually at these gaming Uh, events, Anna, there are some beverages to be had. What would go well with the rest of this kit for your beverages?
2: My next suggestion would be to make sure that you have some proper coasters to go with.
1: (laughs) And where can somebody (laughs) buy those
0: coasters?
2: You know, I know this guy. He runs this letterpress print shop, (laughs) and he makes these awesome letterpress coasters. In fact, I am using one right now for my coffee. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They have D20 dice printed on them
0: this is what we call vertical integration <laughs>
1: <laughs> and let me just say as someone who has experience with these coasters and sell these coasters in their own shop it's one of my favorite products i've ever yep. done i, I love those panetta coasters i still use the them. coasters so much mm-hmm. so they're on they're, my desk they're fantastic so thanks bob Anna's real husband <laughs> So
2: yeah, no, when I saw this when I saw this uh question, I was like, What do you really need for your RPG campaign? You need D twenty coasters <laughs> is what you really need. I know you need paper, I, I know you out. need pencils, but you really need these coasters Let me they will you make what you really the need the coolest <laughs> coolest host. <laughs> so I put I threw those in there. They're just fun and it it just it just adds a little They're something awesome. to your game. They're
1: awesome. So. Um so I wanted to sneak this question in one because of the terminology, and two, I actually want to know. So Beware Ninja on Twitter wants to know if the Don has gone back to the Apple Watch Series Four, or is he still on his uh, his analog watch kick?
0: Oh, I'm still on the the Nomos. I'm not moving. Yeah, I tried. A, I tried the the Series Four for a day. Like I tried it out and kind of realized that. Whilst it is the best, by far and away, the best Apple Watch that's ever been made, I don't live the Apple Watch life
1: anymore. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. All right, so this next question from Theater uh, on Twitter wants to know if Waterman is slowly pulling out of the U.S. market. I ask because their offerings at various retailers seem to be dis- diminishing. I haven't seen an increase or decrease in waterman's um presence in the market for a decade now because it's been almost non-existent from my point of view in the first place especially at major retail like i've seen online retail trickle in a few new brands but anna have you seen anything just from a major retail perspective that's even remotely interesting from waterman i mean it's kind of non-existent right
2: No, it, from what I can tell, like usually I only see Waterman in like big box uh, Mm. office supply stores and it's, there, there isn't much. They seem to be the same pens consist, like they haven't really changed their offering. So I don't know if they're retooling or if, you know, money is tight and they're not redesigning or coming out with anything new. Like, I mean, maybe they've kind of, you know, if there's like some reorganization going on in the back, because mm-hmm. um, I know like Cross and, um, you know, there's been a lot going on with Cross and Schaefer, right? Mm-hmm. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of trying to figure out how they're fitting in in the market right now. So maybe Waterman is trying to figure out where, like how to find their place. But yeah, so it's just, it seems really shaky for them, for all three of them <laughs> right now.
1: Yeah, and that's the exact group I would place them in with Cross and Schaefer. And Cross and Schaefer are at least trying. I'm not up to speed on if Waterman is trying yet, so I can't really say definitively, but I don't see it. Right. I at least see new stuff from Cross and Schaefer, whether I like it or not. You know, that's a different conversation, but they're trying, right? They're getting out there, they're doing new things, they have different, you know, marketing deals with different different things and you know are are constantly coming up with something i don't know what waterman's coming up with then a couple of very basic types of changes in their ideas over the past i don't know decade or more so we'll see Yeah, right. it feels
2: like the only thing that's keeping them going really um in terms of like the fountain pen market is their ink i mean because yes they, we continue to recommend waterman ink
1: i do too yeah it's really, really good. So the Chris Ball wants to know, he carries a pocket pin and a pocket knife and wonder if there are any combination of the two that it isn't horribly tacticalized and has a decent set of options for refill. Bonus points for a bottle opener. So I think both Anna and I are proponents of the pocket pin and the pocket knife carry, but I've never combo-mealed the two. Have you ever done anything like that um, where you found kind of an all-in-one type of tool that could actually you know slim fit pocket carry
2: not not and been both useful and (laughs) aesthetically appealing (laughs) right right so yeah no i thought about this question for a while and i was like i i don't think that there's a good combination and i mean maybe it's again i'm not really the right market for that
1: yeah I mean, the but, best yeah. I've ever done is separate tools as well. I mean, yeah, small whatever small pen I want to carry, and then the best knife that I've had with a bottle opener is uh, Swiss Army makes an Alox, um, yep, um, pocket knife that's like twenty bucks that has a single blade and a bottle opener. I mean, that's the I've bought multiple of those because I've lost them over the years. It's that good to keep buying again. So. The all-in-one stuff tends to not work. Um, it tends to be a letdown across the board. Instead of having a good individual tool for each, that's what I've found.
2: Yeah. I, I feel like that's the. It's two different, like two different types of companies that make them. You yeah. know, there's not a pen manufacturer that makes a good knife, and a, or a knife manufacturer that makes a good pen. Yeah. You know?
1: There you have it. So <laughs> it's like
2: until until they until you find somebody who is who like decides to work together.
1: <laughs> do you know what we i should, mean like we should get swiss on army
2: works with yeah you know swiss army works with uh pick a pen manufacturer that's mont blanc you know, mont, no no <laughs> no 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 caran d'ache.
1: there you go d'ache.
2: there are two swiss manufacturers get go. together
1: both swiss you know uh, then be, it might actually all work <laughs> all right quick question from hedgehogs and he's right others have asked but when's the annual update to the top five pens coming i need to do that I, I'm behind this year. I didn't. Even, honestly, I won't lie. I forgot about it. It's usually updated <laughs> in September. I've been super busy. It didn't even cross my mind till about three people emailed me within the span of the week of a week. Hey, where's my update? I'm like, oh yeah, I should do that. So, I'll work on that before the end of the year. So, there you go. This question has been floating around for a while, and I promised him I would get him an answer because I think it's a really good question. This is from Mister. 131774 on Twitter. After a five year degree program, a three year internship requirement, and six licensing exams, I have finally received my architecture license. Capital A, architect. I'm buying my Grail pen as the capstone to 10 years of hard work the Nakaya Nagoro Red Cloth Ruthenium Nib. The question is should I get the architect grind? for this pen. And Michael, what would you say to 131774? Great name, by the way.
0: Oh, uh, I mean, in if well, I would say that if you're going to be an architect, you should get an architect grind. Like if there is a grind that is named after what you do. Like if there was a podcaster's grind to a pen nib, <laughs> <laughs> I would get it, right? I feel like but I would say in the same the same vein. This is such a important pen that if you've never tried an architect grind before, try it on a cheaper pen first because architect grinds don't work for me. So like I think it depends on your writing style, but I know that people really love them but I feel like I'm accidentally going to cut the paper into pieces when I use it. So (laughs) that would, my recommendation would be that you should definitely consider it because it fits so perfectly. And especially if it's like your pen to congratulate yourself, right. As for being an architect, like it seems like the perfect thing, but if you've never tried an architect grind before, try it out. Um, I mean even better if you whoever you'd get to do the work for you, if you're gonna get it done after the fact, get them to do another pen first. I don't know. But um uh, that would be my, my recommendation.
1: What do you think, Anna? Because this this is a very nuanced, difficult question. That's why I put it in here, I think. It's not a straightforward question at all.
2: I, I have to agree with Mike on this one. I mean, it that is a Nakaya is an expensive pen, and if you've never had an architect grind before, I don't know that I would do it
0: on this pen. It is very specialized. You sight
2: unseen. Yeah. You know, sight unseen. Like if you knew for sure that this was a, an, uh, a nib grind that you loved, then yes. But I, yeah, this is an expensive pen. It, I would, I would be hesitant. Um, you know, to Mike's point, like some people love the, this particular nib grind and other people don't even knowing, knowing as many architects as I do. Um, you know, and knowing how they tend to write and that it is very, you know, I mean, that's what influenced the grind in the first place, but I would definitely try it out first. I know, um, Navardo at Peyton street pens, um, sells, uh, the nib ground, um, on a standard number six for like $45. So Mm. you could like drop that into any number six, pen that you have like a Franklin Kristoff or something and try it first which seems like a considerably lower point of entry before mm-hmm. putting it into an akaya um that seems like like you know baby steps first
1: right yeah so i i'm with both of y'all and you know i think about it and i'm like well yeah you should go ahead and do this you know it's it's the like you say the capstone to 10 years and you know you're going to get the pen that you wanted and get this architect grind. But then I wonder how much are you going to use the architect grind for its intended purpose, right? Is this going to be your main writing pen? Then I'd consider strongly not getting it right. Or are you going to use this for sketches and mock-ups because you're probably not going to use this for your daily work, but is it going to be useful? Are you going to get the benefit of the grind uh, as much as just Having the style of the grind for, mm-hmm. for the pen, so I, I'm kind of with y'all. It w- it's worth spending some money to try one before you spend the big money and are unhappy, and then have to spend you know $200 $250 to get it fixed, you know, get a new nib put in there with something that you like. I think it's worth the smaller amount up front to see and then consider how much. Are you gonna benefit from that grind on a daily basis and if that works? So that's a really <laughs> I, I love that question because it's really hard to answer that that type of question, but it's a it's a question that that comes up from time to time. It's like, you know, how do I do this thing? I don't wanna make a mistake and I'm not sure what to do. All right, a few more here and we'll wrap it up for today because I'm on a plane, so we need to we need to finish this up before I land.
0: Yeah, you got to pay attention to your DRS stewards about. I know, right? You know, the, the, I, they want you to, to put, buckle up now. I guess <laughs> <Yep. laughs>
2: seatbacks in the upright and locked position.
1: Yep. So Ryan is is feeling Mike's pain here. He says, "I too have been pulled in by the current of sailor pins this year. Like Mike, I went a little hard on the sailor purchases and brought the Pro Gear Slate, the Pro Gear Ocean, and the Sailor nineteen eleven standard stormy seas." While putting them in a pin case together with the Sailor Pro Gear Sky, Ryan's doing it right. It says, I remember that it says Sky on the cat band. I guess my question is why does the ocean not say ocean? Was there something even more special about the Sky that I don't know as I just bought that about a year ago and missed the hype of it being released? I thought I would ask and see if you have any ideas. I'm actually not sure myself, but the Sky was part of a four-pin set that had earth air sky and i don't know what the fourth one was but now that he said that i don't recall like i've reviewed the earth i own the sky king of Pins. i've never noticed that on any of those pins before i understand why the standalone editions do not have it but the sky was actually part of a four pin group a few years ago um did they even finish that entire group? I don't know. Brian's got my mind blown now thinking about this question. But I think if there's any reason why, it was that Sky was part of a bigger series of pins while all the other ones are standalone special editions. So um, that that's my thoughts on that. Y'all have anything else on that?
0: I don't know anything about that. But I yeah. congratulate your route into the sailor lifestyle.
1: <laughs> Speaking of which... Paul wants to know, Mike, mm. do you think your current hype excitement for Sailor Pins will soon fade, just like it did with Field Notes? Just re-listen to some of the first episodes, or, to a lesser extent, Retro 51? I'm interested in your and Brad's view of your personal hype cycle. I, awesome I, question. I, I,
0: I disagree with, as as is usual, <laughs> with questions about me. I disagree <laughs> with some of this question. My My interest has not faded with field notes or with retro 51, but I have stopped the initial collecting that that's what I think mm-hmm. is being misconstrued of like, it's what I'm doing with sailor. It's what I did with retro 51. It's what I did with field notes was I like this thing. I want to collect a lot of them and then slowly add to them then over time. So like, that's what I'm doing with sailor. Now mm-hmm. I have discovered that I think that sailor pens are the best pens that you can possibly buy. So I have collected a lot of them, and now I will probably slowly add to it a little bit more slowly over time, which is what I did with Retro Fifty One mm-hmm. and Field Notes.
1: Mm-hmm. Anna, do you have anything that falls into those categories that that we obsess over like unhealthily, <laughs> like Retro Fifty One or Field Notes? Do you, I? I'm trying to think of something for you. I mean, just inks in general, but have, is there a specific? I was going to say,
2: have you seen my collection of colorverse inks?
1: <laughs> Good. Grief. So is that the one?
2: Oh, no, I have my own, I think I have my own hype cycle. And I think to Mike's point, I think it's similar. Like you discover something that you really, really like. And so you get a lot of of it to start with. And then you figure out like that you like certain sort of certain types of that particular thing. So whether it's a pen and you discover that you like, you know, maybe the Sailor 1911 or in the case of like um, the Colorverse inks, you know, I discovered that. After I bought all of them, I do like all of them. But, you know, now that i have <laughs> now that I pretty I do actually have like I have all like the first three or four series. I have every single color full mm-hmm. bottles. So it's like I'm now I'm hit a point where I'm just I'm running out of space and I just need to be choosier because I have a lot of color. And so now maybe like I don't need every red that comes out. I have to be a little pickier about them simply because I don't have space to put them all. You know
1: yeah, and i th- I think it's an evolution with any of the products that we fall in love with, and I think retro fifty one's a good example for me, like my love for the pen and the brand has never been stronger than it is right now, but I buy less of them than ever because I have enough and it has to be really special for me to buy it. you know that doesn't mean it's not still at the top of the hype cycle. It just means that like I'm more conscious, like you say, do I need another red? you know, so absolutely. Yeah, and you
2: just get choosier about the ones that, you know, which, which ones really speak to you versus the sort of fear of missing out. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, at our house, pretty much if it has a space theme or any kind of, of uh, plane related, like, it, you know, we that Retro 51 stops right
1: here. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. All right, last one for this week. And this was a, a little bit of a challenging one for me as well. And it's also from Paul, uh, our previous questioner. Any recommendations for a pen case where I can store three fountain pens, medium size, maybe clipless, and two mechanical pencils with fixed sleeves? So this is the kicker. I mean, they all have to be non-touchy, which, you know, Paul is, is, is someone after my own heart. It should have a small footprint. He likes the holster-type cases like the Knock Lookout, but they're bad for fixed-sleeve mechanical pencils, which I agree with because those fixed sleeves can poke you if they get manipulated in the wrong fashion. So, is there a case that's slim and can meet all of these requirements? I had a tough time trying to figure this out because anything that was small enough and segregated enough was kind of bulky, like some of the leather cases from Frank and Kristoff, like the Penvelopes, like those tend to get bulky. They're not going to fit in a pocket. Not that this has to fit in a pocket, but they're larger format. I'm trying to think of something slim down that might work for Paul. Do you all have any ideas?
2: The only thing I could think of were some of the, like, the gallon leather zip. Mm-hmm. I have, I have their three-pen zip. And I fake it a little and I can fit two, like two pencils on either end. So they're not touching anything, but they aren't actually enclosed. But because it's a leather case, things like mechanical pencils and stuff don't fall out or don't, don't poke out of the end. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a workaround, but because it's really designed to hold three fountain pens and not five, it ends up being fairly slim and about the size of a lookout. Okay. Okay. But yeah, it is kind of it. that was the only thing I could think of because it is kind of a workaround because their five pen case I think is too big mm-hmm. and does become a bit bulkier because they have like a five pen that also hold I think it's five pen and then holds like a field notes on the other side. And then that gets into that whole thing. It's like becomes closer to the size of a Franklin Christoph penvelope kind of thing. Yeah. It gets a little bulkier. But yeah, it's really hard. To come up with something because mechanical pencils are so much slimmer than fountain pens and usually um, cases aren't designed to sort of accommodate, like there isn't any way to sort of adjust the like elastics or anything that hold them down.
1: Yeah, and if you're looking at doing this mixture of fountain pens and mechanical pencils, a wrap of some type is probably going to suit you better, even though it'll be a rolled closure not a Mm. flat closure, you could get that separation that you need. You know, you're going to have to deal with some of the bulk, but if you could find a leather wrap that is slim enough to, to get down to the right size, that's probably going to meet all your needs. It's just finding one that's, that's not too bulky. So challenging question.
2: Yeah. Like the one that rings makes the union. Yeah. yeah, Those, that might.
1: Yeah. The smaller one of the, yeah. Cause that
2: almost, lays flat rather than rolling yep
1: which yeah, seems built a little in the, built in the middle to make it lay flatter yeah yeah that's a good call we'll put a link to that in the show notes and where can we find the show notes this week michael with the lovely anna reinert as guest host on her way to new york city to see us right now
0: for this very episode, relay.fm slash penaddict slash 331, but they should also be in your podcast app of choice. You can find us over the next few days in New York and Toronto, but if you're not going to be in those places online, I reckon Instagram's going to be really good because I'm sure we'll all be posting stuff on the trip. Um, I am imike, I-M-Y-K-E. Brad is penaddict, P-E-N-A-D-D-I-C-T. And if I'm going to try my best here. So Anna is... Well, W-E-E-L-L-A-P-P-T-D-E-S-K. Are you well-appointed? Well that, yep. That's the Instagram, right? Did I do it? Yep. Excellent. Mm-hmm. But you'll find links to all of those in the show notes as well, so you can go follow us. Uh, you can also find Anna at wellappointeddesk.com. Brad is at penaddict.com. Thanks so much to Harry's and Pen Chalet for their support of this show. And we'll be back next time with our report of our wonderful pen safari that we're going on uh until next time say goodbye everybody goodbye everybody. everybody